Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Philippines win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you, BK. We appreciate that, uh, letting people know about the Odyssey app so they can listen anywhere in the world to sports on a Sunday morning. Gotta have it. Certainly, I appreciate it. Certainly a program that has gotten some attention here in the last week with John Mosaloc saying something last week about maybe we need to shake things up a little bit. And whatever that may be, we'll see as the weeks go along. So far, they've brought along a lefty reliever in Wade LeBlanc. They are working on some things I know to just see how they can add. I don't know that they can add right now, right this very second. Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager, is going to be with us in eight minutes. He's got a lot on his hands, and I'll be interested to hear what he says about his club. He, I think he feels like he's playing defense right now, like he's mm-hmm. defending this team a lot, left and right. Um, we're going to ask him about the team and how they're doing and how they're dealing with this, and then John Mosellock as well at 1130. And it is Father's Day, and I know we've got a lot in store for the dads. We have two ball games today for you. One of them's at 110, one of them's at 608. And look, I get it. Like, I understand that when the team's not playing well, that it's hard. And it's the best fan base that I've ever seen in my life, and I've been around a lot. Uh, But the reason I like this Cardinals fan base so much is that they dig in deep, man. I mean, they don't like it. They let you know. They have been not pleased with this team throughout 2021. Well, I wouldn't say throughout. There were some really nice spots. I mean, they, when they were up three and a half games in the NL Central, I don't know that anybody was complaining that. Right. Now they're down three and a half games, and it doesn't look good with the team at 500. It's also June 20th, and there's a lot of time ahead. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but we have a, a good day for the dads. And what I would suggest is just have the game on in the background. I'm not asking you to listen to every single pitch. Now, listen, I'm not asking you to, to if it stresses you out or if it turns you off when they're not playing well. What I'm asking is to make your voice heard, to stay engaged, and this is an organization that cares a lot about the fans, and we definitely will get into that here on the show, Sports on a Sunday Morning. And what you don't want is a fan base that doesn't care. No, That's the man. worst, and that's that can't be said about they're out there. those fans. Those fan, those those organizations are out there. Oh yeah, yeah. I I was in Kansas City when that team 
had a lot of people in that town that didn't care about him. And that was very difficult to be doing Royals baseball when, you know, nobody really cared about the Royals. That's that, right. You know, so I, I've, I've been there too. So yeah, it, it's good to have fans passionate. They, they know what they're talking about. I remember telling uh, some newcomers to St. Louis radio, I said, you better know the Cardinals because at that time my mom was probably what, 80 years old. And I said, she knows a lot about the Cardinals. And so you better know a lot about the Cardinals if you're going to be on the radio in St. Louis. So, That's right. Yeah. Uh, darn right. So, you know, having been born and raised here and I've been a Cardinals fan since birth, it was handed to me as a, uh, as a toddler. Uh, when I started to learn the team, my earliest memories are of the early 80s, uh, 1982. Oh. I was in the house, game six, uh, when there was a rain delay and John Stuper uh, turned things around and Hernandez hit a home run and the Cardinals won the game 13-1 to and then won the World Series. I was seven years old and I thought, well, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like being part of a world champion and I've been blessed to, to have been around this team as both a fan and as a media member since, you know, as a member of the Cardinals Radio Network since 97 to be able to witness World Series and championships and pennants. And there have been some ups and downs. There have been some downs, but mostly ups. Uh, this is a team with a great track record, but that also comes with expectations. And nobody around here, I assure you, there is not one person in that organization from the very top all the way down, nor is there anyone, I'd be surprised, if there are any fans out there, even if you're just sort of on the fringe and you follow the team, you know they're not playing well. Yes. Like, there's not anyone who would accept the Cardinals being at 500 right now, in, very much including every single person in that clubhouse. Those players are not pleased with how things are going. So we'll talk to Mike Schilt about it and kind of get his uh, feeling on it. But I, I do want to say this before we do that uh, about Father's Day. What a, an amazing thing it is to be a dad, but I definitely, while I appreciate people wishing me a happy Father's Day, and I, I love my kids, my girls so much, and they both gave me a big hug today, um, is that I do think about my dad a lot on this day, and my dad passed away June 27th, 1993, a very sudden heart attack, and he is the reason I'm here, I mean, uh, in a lot of ways, but he's the reason that I'm here at KMOX is what I mean, uh, as, as an amazing uh person uh, who taught me sports and made sure that I was, you know, in the sports mindset, let's say. So if there was a big game on, he would pull me into the room and watch it. If there was something that we could go attend, he would do it. I played sports as a kid, but it was the, it was everything. It was the playing of the sports. It was following sports. I became interested in broadcasting because my dad, I watched him enjoy it. And he was a businessman in town, but he was a big sports fan. And we spent many nights and days and our connections were talking about this team, talking about the Cardinals. I mean, that's what he loved. He also loved Mizzou football very much. And we went through some rough years there. Uh, and Mizzou <laughs> basketball, which was some very good years there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I definitely think about Bill Ackerman, and uh, my dad was uh, one of a kind and, and the way he treated people. So it's, it's a good day, but it's also a day of reflection, and it sometimes can be a tough one. Uh, but I also think about my grandpa, I mean, my mom's dad, uh, C.B. Witten. My mom grew up in Salem, Illinois, just, you know, an awesome, awesome area. I love every area of southern Illinois from... Carlisle to Salem and all places in between is just very, very special. And so I think about him, you know, he taught me how to play golf. Uh, it, it, one of the people who taught me how to fish, uh, 
he taught me uh, a lot of things. He was very calm in his uh, demeanor, and I picked up a lot from him as well. And then, you know, my uh, two of my favorite guys in the family, Mike Summers, my stepdad's from Belleville, Illinois. He's just a sweetheart of a guy. We hung out this morning fishing, actually, oh, in Innsbruck. Terrific. And I uh, got to spend some time together, just the two of us. And my uncle, John McGinnis, who I forgive him for being a Cubs fan, uh, but he is uh, <laughs> he is from Indiana, and he uh, now lives in Texas, but spent many, many years outside of Chicago. And um, uh, he is, you know, he's just incredible. So that, that's what I think of. I think of all of them, all mm-hmm. these dads, and there are many more, of course, my buddies and family members. But it's a very special day, and uh, there's nothing better than being a dad. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, and when I think the same thing. My dad was a big football Cardinals fan, and so we used to go to games together and watch every Sunday, watch the Cardinals, and a lot of frustration there. Uh, he took me to my first baseball game when I was three years old. It was uh, the World Series against the Yankees at Sportsman's Park, and I remember asking my mom, "Is I remember this scene. Was it? Did it really happen? And she said, oh, yeah, you were there. It was the day that Madeline Maris hit back-to-back home runs. So we go back to... 1964 wow. going to games and uh, all the sports we used to, to watch and play. We used to play golf. We um, He was a member at Norwood Hills Country Club and we'd meet uh, over there. My mom and I would go after he'd get off of work. We'd play nine holes and then hit the pool and uh, the great memories uh, of dad. And my dad passed away in 1990, also very suddenly. Uh, and uh, I'll never forget that day. And I, I think of him Every day. I have pictures of him in my house hanging, and I have uh, some of his World War II memorabilia. And, yeah, very, very big influence on me, and uh, I miss him dearly. Well, I appreciate those words, and I I know this, that when my dad passed away when I was 17, almost 18 years old, that I'd made the decision. Actually, it it hit me a little bit later that I'm going to soak in every single day, and I'm not going to let little things bother me, and I'm going to appreciate life and soak it in because life is precious. So that was his final lesson to me. Actually, I still learned some things from him here 20, you know, eight years later or whatever it is. For sure. James, I'm going to ask you to call Mike Schilt right now so that we can get him in 60 seconds so that we stay on schedule. We will take a one minute break and come back with the Cardinals manager. It's 1015. Time to get the inside scoop on the Cardinals 2021 season with Redbirds manager, Mike Schilt. Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. 10-17, Cardinals manager Mike Schilt has a busy day ahead of him. A couple of games, first one's at 110, second one's at 608. Mike joining us from Atlanta. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much as always. Yeah, my privilege. Happy Father's Day, Tom. Happy Father's Day, Mike. I I just in the first segment was talking about my dad a little bit among other dads in my family. And uh, I just, you know, it's a it it is a a hard day in some ways because I do get emotional thinking about him. He passed away suddenly when I was 17, almost 18 of a heart attack. But uh, well, thank you. But I, I it is a day where I think about all the things that he taught me and continues to teach me you know what I mean like I I'm 45 I'll be 46 next month and it's like as I as I age I start to understand even more who he was because of the role that I, that I play as a dad you know what you know what I mean by that I do I do um lost my father at 29 and uh, you know with me every day and my biggest supporter and gave me a lot of unconditional love that I'm grateful for um 
So anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bittersweet day, but it's a great day to be a father. It is that. And it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not covering baseball for KMOX. I mean, I know I, I worked hard to get to this spot, but uh, without his push uh, to, to keep me in, engaged in sports, and I learned to love sports because he loves sports. You know, it's amazing what kind of influence we can have, don't you think? Absolutely, no question about that. I, I, I absolutely uh, appreciate it, and I always appreciate talking to you, and I know that uh, you're a great dad to those girls, Mike. I know that... Uh, You'd love to be with them all the time, but that's uh, the job that you have is uh, you enjoy the times when you possibly can. And uh, what's it like to be a dad to, to those little ladies? Oh, gosh, it's, a, it's an amazing blessing that I um, never thought I'd really have. And, you know, you just try to be a um, good person in their life that loves them and supports them and, and shows them how to do certain things and, and is there for them and, you know, loves them without judgment. And they're both sweethearts and, and just amazing blessings. And, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a challenge. Um, you know, we I'm grateful for the opportunities I have, clearly. Um, very blessed to be the manager of St. Louis Cardinals, but, you know, it requires, uh, you know, a long commitment that, uh, you know, just not a lot of downtime during the during even the spring training and into the end of October in the playoffs. So, um, but you're grateful for it, and you, you do miss them, that's for sure. Mike, uh, you were with us here for this hour. We'll keep you for a little while. We know we have a big day today, a couple of games ahead. Adam Wainwright's going to start the first one, and KK will start the night game tonight at 6.08. Weather came in pretty heavy yesterday, and that was a pretty easy call. I, you know, you never uh, root for a rainout, but after dropping the first two games in the series, maybe just a mental reset for your team is is one of the things you could use just to get yourselves ready for today. A couple of games. You've been through this before. <laughs> You've been down the road of doubleheaders, that's for sure. <laughs> we definitely have done our fair share. We know how it works logistically. Split one today, um, early then uh, uh, afternoon and evening. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, was it a good day to get a blow? Probably. Um you know, I'd, I'd have preferred to show up and get after it. Um, but it's the best kind of postponement um, you can get because uh, we didn't have to go to the ballpark. Sometimes you, you show up and, you know, you and don't get me wrong, you know, love going to the ballpark. But when you go to the ballpark and you hang out for two, three, five, six hours to see if you can get a game in, um, it doesn't really feel like you got a blow from it. So, you know, we found out before we had to leave the hotel yesterday and, you know, the guys were able to have a relaxed day and, and get a good meal or just relax, sleep, catch up on personal things, whatever the case may be. So we're ready to get back at it today. It'll be a long one, but it'll be a good one. Mike, I don't speak for the organization, obviously, but, you know, I do follow it very closely as part of our radio network. And I felt like, I know you're not a Twitter guy, but I felt like tweeting this on uh, Friday night. I said... This is what I said. I said, there can't be a single person who accepts where the Cardinals are right now. Things need to change and quickly. And what I meant by that is they need to obviously find better results. Uh, but I also, I thought it was important just to say that there, there isn't anyone who accepts things right now. I kind of got this perception. And then, of course, I watched your post game on Friday, which I thought was very interesting, and it felt like, you know, as you said, sometimes you feel like you had to defend your team. I feel like there's this perception like, well, the Cardinals are, you know, they kind of feel like they are what they are, and, and maybe that, that the effort 
is not there, when you see the result that the effort is not there, I, I think you made it pretty clear in your post game that there is a lot of care, a lot of urgency. There is pressing, there is work being done uh, as it stands right now. The Cardinals are a 500 team, lots of time, but that doesn't mean that your team isn't showing urgency internally. You would know better than anybody. Yeah. yeah you know, I take real exception. And, and, and you know, Tom, I, I can't really, um, don't know what, for the most part, what's out there. Um, you know, some days I probably do, and some days I probably don't. You know what the perception is, and look, that's our people that follow us and and um, support us. And you know, there's also you know media that even more so have their own rightful um, interpretation of what they see, and and that's their prerogative. Um, but I, I take super exception with um, somebody that says this team doesn't care, or there's no sense of urgency. Um, that's just a flat out bold face, not even close to being a truth, um, reality. Are we getting the results we'd like? No. Do teams have stretches where they're not playing well? Yes. You can document every season that we won a world series recently and look up at some stretches that weren't real great. The 11 team was 10 and a half out with 33 to play. And that was obviously miraculous, but and we don't want to go down those roads, but the fact of the matter is it happens. Um, but don't question this team's preparation and don't question this team's effort level. Um, you know, you got guys banging in the fences and laying out and doing these things, you know, late in the game where it's nine to one. You know, you got guys showing up early and doing all that. We're doing our jobs, Tom. I'm not asking for adulation for it. I'm just don't go the other route and say, hey, you know, this team and, – and, you know, look, anytime a team's not swinging the bat, they're going to look flat. If you're not hitting, your team's going to look flat. I don't care what team it is, what uniform it is, what year it is, what era it is. It's just you're not swinging the bat well, your team is going to look flat because you can't get out there and run the bases, which we do a pretty good job of. Um, you know, and the effort people, you know, okay, he's diving for a ball, great. No, that's effort. You know, I've seen I've seen teams lay down. <laughs> I've seen clubhouses, not many of them, not this one since I've been here as a manager. Um, but I, I know what it looks like when when a, when players check out a little bit. This ain't even close to the case. I mean, this group gets after it, and I can't, you know, tell you. And I tell you the truth. You know, I I, I wouldn't alibi it one iota, and there'd be hard conversations if, if that was the case. Um, but that's not even close to the case. And at the same time, you know, you want and understand that results are ultimately what you're judged by. Like, it's not like, I, get it. I, I don't, I don't feel that you're, you know, going out there, patting people on the back or saying to, to everybody, well, fans, you know, we're hitting the ball hard. So bye. I mean, you, like you, you realize that runs need to be scored and, Wins need to be piled up more than losses. Like I, I think that's probably a perception that that needs to be answered to as well. At least I feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. What else to say? I mean, you know, um, it hadn't worked out for us the last couple of weeks. You know, our offense has been not very good um, consistently, and you know, we. Uh, We've had some issues with some 
some injuries. I'm not going to alibi that. I never have. I won't. Um, it's real, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, um, you'd like some some people to appreciate that on some level. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Again, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, we haven't scored many runs the last two weeks. We we haven't walked. Um, we struck out more. Um, we haven't hit the ball. We haven't driven the ball as well. Um, just things that don't add up to consistency to win games. Um, that's also being said, you know, it's, it's interesting because we win three in a row and it's like, you're supposed to. And yeah, we feel like we're going to win every single game, but, and I don't know if credit's the right word, but you win three and you lose one. And it's like, what's wrong? Like, gosh, darn, man. Um, can we ever enjoy it? <laughs> you know, it's always got to be this doomsday, like, gosh, darn, I can't do anything right. Or they got to, you know, sorry, we can't win every game and we're going to have stretches where we don't play well. And I get the fact that we're, you know, we're 500. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what to say beyond that. No, I understand. The, the Marlins are a team that uh, is currently – trailing the group in the NL East. They're at the bottom of the NL East, but you're playing your schedule. You're playing, you're looking at your team and how well that you're playing and you beat the Marlins three straight. I think maybe just the bookend of when you and I talked last is an interesting little ride there for Carlos Martinez also in that uh, he had a good start against the Cubs. You lost the game, but he pitched well. And then what happened in the last one? could not uh, throw the right pitch at the right time, and the Braves took advantage of it. Would that be an accurate assessment? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't pitch well. They didn't pitch the standard. You know, what he's capable of. He would be the first to admit it. I'm sure he's frustrated. Um, you know, they put some good at-bats on him, and, you know, he got in the hole. He did. And the Cardinals lost that game on Saturday or on Friday to the Braves and lost the game on Thursday. Meanwhile, you get a doubleheader today, Wayno and KK going back to back. And where would you be uh, without uh, certain players? But Adam Wainwright certainly would be up in the, the top of the list of players who have given you some huge boosts. My gosh, what a what a terrific uh, season he's having from that standpoint. You, If you looked at his numbers You'd say, oh, he's four and five with 3.95. That definitely doesn't tell the story about Adam Wainwright and what he's done for you. No, he's been able to come up and pitch very well. He's been able to pitch late in the game, which is, uh, you know, I've spoken about, you know, fairly consistently. He's a great recipe to get your starters to effectively go deep, set up your bullpen, and typically means you're in the ballgame. Um, so, um, yeah, Wainwright's been fantastic, and we're looking for another quality uh, start at him in the first game today. And KK going tonight, uh, what has he looked like to you, and what would you like to see out of him? Uh, you know, similar thing. I see a look at every starter. Throwing your, throwing your strikes, throwing multiple pitches of strikes, um, controlling counts. Um, you know, this isn't rocket science. You know, you control counts, you, you get ahead, um, you're able to expand the zone, and you're able to throw multiple pitches for strikes. It's a pretty good recipe. Um, if he can do those things like he's capable, then he'll pitch deep in the game and give us a good chance to win a ball game. What about the? I mentioned the addition of LeBlanc uh, a little bit earlier in the show. He was able to come out and throw three and a third for you right out of the gate. Uh, how has he been so far? Um, he's been good. I mean, gosh, he came in and, um, you know, this guy's got some experience. I got a nice text from Clint Hurdle, um, the manager multiple places but most recently with the pirates and 
you know, said he had weights. He's one of his favorite guys, great competitor, real pro, and and um, he's very complimentary of him. So we get him in there, of course, first day, and he gets out, uh, gets the last out of an inning, um, getting Albies on a little cutter in, and and then he, uh, you know, had to pick up, didn't have to, but did pick up three, you know, get you know parts of three innings um, to save our bullpen um, very effectively, gave up one hit and three strikes. That's what he's known for, throw strikes, and um, you know, veteran guy that understands how to with some pitchability and was able to execute his pitches and get outs. It's been an addition for the Cardinals, and John Mozalock is going to join us at 11.30. We're going to hear some of his thoughts about the club. That's not your territory going out and finding help. That's his job, and we'll certainly address that in that show, that portion of the show at 11.30. For right now, we're talking about the team that you have, and the Cardinals manager, Mike Schilt, is with us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back to Atlanta. We always appreciate him joining us. Another segment of the Mike Schilt Show, and we'll look into this team sitting there at three and a half games out in the National League Central at 35-35 and 35 and playing two against the Braves today. Back in a moment, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Welcome back to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. The Mike Schilt Show on KMOX. It's 1038. We are about uh, two and a half hours away from Cardinal Baseball. The Cardinals and the Braves at 110 today. Adam Wainwright will make the start. 608 tonight. It's KK going up against the Braves on ESPN. They're going to have the game tonight on a Sunday night. Mike Schilt is back with us. I want to go back to something that we talked about last segment, and that was those three wins over the Marlins. Because, as you mentioned, the Cardinals win three games, and it seems like everyone just sort of glosses over that. I I do see that as well. And I mentioned the fact that they are the last place team in the NL East, and that, I think, is why. I think people still expect the Cardinals to just put it, put it in drive and beat teams when they play at home. But I'll also say this, and I'm not making any excuses for the offense because, as you said, this team needs to score more runs. But you also beat two really good pitchers there. Uh, You beat Rodgers on Tuesday. You beat Alcantara on Wednesday. And that is also something that should be factored in when you talk about those three wins, shouldn't it? Uh, I mean, you know, look, I think so. I mean, look, you know, you show up and you realize you're facing – and by the way, they just – Dismantled the Cubs the last two days. They did. Um, this is, you know, so let's. I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, competent, you know, very competent team in the in the Marlins, and uh, you know, you're talking about two really good pitchers in Rogers, um, maybe one of the best lefties we've seen all year. Um, big arm, nasty changeup, and then you know, Sandy, um, we're familiar with, and. Guys throwing 100 on on his 106th pitch with some nasty run, and uh, plus change up as well and sliders. So, you know their pitching's really good. Their bullpen's really good, um, and we fought, scratched, and called. We pitched well. We played good defense. Made did a lot of things that a lot of winning plays in those three three games, um, and then had the timely hitting to to be able to hang in, fight, and scratch and call and get get three wins you did and you got those wins and just so people understand you beat them four to two two to one and one to nothing so they scored a grand total of three runs in that series they have scored 21 runs in two games against the cubs 
They beat the Cubs 10 to 2 on Friday. They beat them 11 to 1 yesterday. They play the Cubs at 120 today. So, of course, we'll keep an eye on it. It's a four horse race right now in the NL Central. I mean, the Cardinals might be the fourth horse, but it's a four horse race. Cubs and Brewers are tied for first. It's the fourth horse for you. It ain't the fourth horse for us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just looking at the standings, I mean, you you know, it's, and if we're using the analogy of a horse race, you're not even uh, at the halfway point. So. That's correct. You know, and you know, like I said, you know, I'm I'm a pretty even keel guy. Um, so you know, my frustration sometimes gets, and you know, it's it's not even keel all the time. You can't be kumbaya, but you know, this is a team I believe in. It's a group that you know will get some people back that'll help us. Um, yeah, we need to pick it up, um, but I don't remember anybody uh, hoisting any, uh, you know three weeks ago when we were three games up in the, in this division, you know, um, it didn't take that for granted either. Um, you know, so it's just a, you know, this game, this game can be, you know, uh, have its ups and downs and, you know, it's really only the matters that last, last day of the season. That is correct. And that is uh, in October and it's a long way from now. And we're also, you know, a long way from spring training. I mean, things have happened since then. There have been a lot of games played. Heck, 70 games is more than you played all last year. Uh, you played 58 yeah, last year. Yeah, I mean, the season's gone pretty quickly. You know, we are in June, and um, for sure. And, you know, we, uh, we're we taking our best bolt today, that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, what about uh, the Cardinal? And, by the way, I like talking about this with you because you, ha- you are transparent about how you feel. I never one time have felt like – you don't uh, tell us exactly how you're feeling about something. I, I do think that naturally uh, you uh, stand up for your players because they are yours. But you also, I think people do need to understand this, and I don't know any more information. I'm not telling people that I know secrets or something, but you know what's in the clubhouse sometimes does stay in the clubhouse. I think one thing about covering a manager that I've learned over the years is I, there's no way that I could know what's going on in that clubhouse. No one knows except for the club, the manager, the players, the training staff, period. Right. That's right. I mean, you know, that, that's right. And, um, you know, like I say, it's, it's, a, it's such a, I mean, I, I, I take a step back and I mentioned the other day, I take a step back and watch this group go about it. And, um, you know, you know what it looks like. Derek Luke was with us a long time in this organization and, um, he was, you know, on the 2011 club as the bullpen uh, coach and then the pitching coach. But he was with us a long time and a really good friend of mine and guy that helped me along the way. And when I first started in '04, I started to work with Lily when he was the rehab coordinator. We had Carp and um, some Izzy and some of those guys in rehab one year. Um, I, uh, you know, he said to me, he says, understand what it looks like. And I said, I don't what do you mean? He goes, just continue to study. So we, we do a lot of things well in this organization. Pay attention to what it looks like when it's well. But inherently, things are going to, you know, whether it be in a certain team or certain aspect or certain department, something's going to get out of whack. And just, just understand what it looks like when it's right. And, again, I've had some amazing – um, modeling for that to happen, Tom. And one of the reasons I have the job is you know, partly because of being an only child, I think, and also growing up in a ballpark um, and just being an observer by nature. Um, 
I just study it. I just study people. I study, you know, mannerisms. I study habits um, individually and as a group. And so I know what it looks like. I've been up at the end of the seasons when on teams that have won a World Series. I've uh, been with some amazing groups here um, that have done some pretty good things as a manager in this term. Um, and so I look around this clubhouse and I see nothing but professionalism. Now I see guys learning how to be a professional. I see young players learning their way. I see guys um, going through learning curves. Um, I've seen more of that this year than I've seen the last several years. That's, that's normal. You know, that's going to happen. Um, but I see him going about it, and I see people trying to shepherd him, um, players, staff members, putting their arms around him, showing him, working with him off the field, taking him to dinner, um, showing him video. So I see all of it, and I see the staff's preparation, which is amazing. And, again, I don't look for accolades for that. That's our job. It's my job. Uh, but it all looks right. It all, you know, there's everybody in it to win it every single day. There's unselfishness, there's preparation, there's dedication, there's um, all those things. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's all I can think about and worry about and and um, and, con- and not necessarily control, but have my part to, to do in it and, and help, help lead as well. And when all those boxes are getting checked off, man, there's not more this group can do. And, uh, yeah, we can just play a little better, more consistently. That's it. But um, that's why I can constantly, you know, defend this defend this group. And um, if it's not good enough, then it's not good enough. You know, it's simple as that. I hear you. I, this lineup, you know, if you look, I'm looking at your lineup right now. I mean, it's a good lineup. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's a good lineup. I mean, there's not a guy in that lineup that – hasn't done something great this year. And I'm including Paul DeYoung, who I understand his numbers are down, but he's had a pretty nice little run here and there for you, and he's coming back from injuries, batting eighth in your lineup today. Tommy Edmonds, your leadoff hitter, and he's had some year. My daughter, my oldest daughter, was arguing with me yesterday. She thinks Edmonds the best player on the team. She was trying to make the case that he's your best player. I, I told her it's Arenado. But uh, Edmond has done a lot for you. He's playing right field. Um what has that been like for you to to see him make that adjustment and right? And what has gone into obviously uh, injury and other things, but the decision and and reflecting on Edmund and what he's been able to contribute to you, who was supposed to be your starting second baseman, and he's been playing right field out of necessity. Yeah. So Tommy Edmund, um, when he was playing in the infield, was had our highest defensive run saved, um, which is a great metric. And you say, well, why put him in the outfield? Uh, well, now that Tommy's been in the outfield, he's our highest outfielders, outfielder defensive run saved. Um, and Sosa's now leads our infielders with defensive run saved. Um, so, you know, Tommy, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, your daughter can put, put into her argument. You know, regardless of where you put him, he's going to play well defensively. Um, he leads our team in stolen bases. Um, he's got a good stolen base percentage as well. And, you know, he's done a great job from a leadoff spot. He's, he's not been able to get as many walks recently. His on base percentage down from the left side. He kills lefties from the right side. Um, but this guy is a complete player. 
Uh, here's your lineup today. Carlson's batting second behind him. Then Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neill. I don't think anyone needs to understand how good of a 3-4-5 that is. When they're going, O'Neill's going to get some all-star consideration here. Yachty, Sosa, DeYoung, and Wayno behind the plate. Uh, before we go, and I really appreciate this, Mike. I mean, you and I talked uh, a little bit yesterday just to make sure. I want people to know that you worked hard to schedule uh, you have your your big day set, but you made sure that we understood where you were so you could get this show in, and we really appreciate that. Uh, your Dolan Memory Care Play of the Week. Is there one that stands out to you before we go? Um, gosh, you know, it's coin flip between, because they both were big, the Goldie's walk-off homer or Yachty's walk-off single, um, you know, against the Marlins. So, you know, Father's Day, you get your uh, – you get the Father's Day pick, Tom. I think we do a two-for-one here. I think we play them oh, both. I love it. Yeah, let me play them real quick. Here you go. On one and two, a swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Way back to the wall. It's a goner, the Redbird winner. A home run for Goldsmith. The Cardinals beat the Marlins two to one. And that sets off a team meeting and a celebration at home plate. That was a fun celebration. And then the next day. Alcantara from the stretch, 0-2 on Molina. Yachty is in protect mode now. The pitch, a hot shot, fair! It goes down the left field line. Here comes Paul Goldsmith for a Redbird winner. Yachty or Molina drives in the winner in the bottom of the ninth. The Cardinals have swept the Marlins. Yes, they did. John Rooney with the call on KMOX and our 145-station radio network, the largest in Major League Baseball, the memorable play of the week, sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes. If you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes, where they have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit DolanCare.com. Mike, have a great day, and uh, go get two of them down in Atlanta. We will, Tom, and uh, you have a blessed day and a happy Father's Day. Thank happy, you, sir. Happy Father's Day to you. Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager with us on KMOX. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll set up next hour for you right after this. Next hour, it's Frank Viverito, Sports Commission President, right here in St. Louis. Then at 11.30, after our 11.15 visit with Frank, John Mosella, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, and Dan Reardon, our senior golf editor, covering the U.S. Open at 11.45. Big hour coming, thanks to Mike Schilt on Sports on a Sunday Morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.